Hi, good evening. Welcome to Authentic Conversation. Yeah, I had a moment today and I shared that. But I found myself this evening, um, early this evening, at a prayer service, which is good. It's good. It's good. It's it's. It's good. Oh, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, it's good to pray. And I know that, you know, everyone has their relationship with the creator. And everybody's relationship is different. And I find myself having conversations with a lot of people in most of the people that I do converse with have some form of religious religious religiousosity religiousosity and not in a ritualistic way but in a acknowledging way in a form of reverence to something being greater than us and for me is the holy god of israel It's, you know, in the name of Jesus. And so, you know, I think that, again, communication is the key. So I find if we talk more with God, I remember when I first got saved, I was a teenager. And most of the time when people in my mind, and I don't know if I said this before, but most of the time when people really falling in these is because they're in hard times because of trouble there's this devotional um book that i have and there's it's like contemplating and about old um theologians and you know the different ways that they would talk to god and deal with god or experience god or thought about god you've heard of c.s lewis you heard of thomas aquinas and so there's different people and one of the um devotionals talks about that there's stages and at first we do come to God out of some need and some desperation but after some time and some while you know it becomes you're going to him because you have a relationship with him or you're going to him because you acknowledge him and Again, it's personal. You know, scripture in Revelation says, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And again, I think the biggest part of what we deal with is the fact that we do have free will and we do have minds and we can ration and reason. And another part is that we've had people who have misused religion, who have... um, who have tainted it, who have um, messed it up because men, and when I say men, most of the time I'm not talking about males. I'm talking about mankind, humanity. And so male and female, respectively, have misused it. And, you know, the thing about it is everyone has their experience and you're entitled to that. Everyone has their thoughts and their rights and you're entitled to that. And, you know, it's never for me and my my thought to persuade anybody 
you know, to believe God or to follow God. And then again, it's never following me. You know, you we're not supposed we follow people to be led to something greater than the person, especially when it comes to religion, right? The whole point is that we lead people to God, not away from him. You know, we teach people about God. And so irrespective of the people who have, you know, um, misused God. I, I, I put out the other day, and I don't know if I had, I think I put it out on social media, but they had um, on television a documentary about Jamestown and about Jim Jones. And, you know, I was really interested in seeing it because we always say, or I always say, like, I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And basically the story is that this man was a religious person, um, a minister, and he, you know, led people in to destructive, in destructive ways and actually to their demise. Um, but I didn't know all of the story and I hadn't read a book about him and I don't know if I spoke to this about, but irrespective, um, I say that, you know, it's unfortunate there's bad, bad apples and it spoils the whole bunch. It's unfortunate that, you know, we have misused religion, but I think that it's, religion is good, you know, not in a cultic way, not in a damning way, not in a condemning way, but in a way where you find your existence, you find your being, you find out who you are and direction and you learn how to love people and you learn how to love yourself and you learn how to get through situations and you you learn that there's something bigger than us and greater than us through it when you have the correct teachers and the right teachers and when you have people who are genuinely pointing you towards that direction and not trying to be God in your life and not trying to manipulate and use God um, for their own personal gratifications or their own personal needs. It's still a good thing to do to know God. It's still a good thing to find your church, yourself in church every now and again. You know, I've, <laughs> you know, we, as people that go to church all year, mostly all year, you know, they say things about people who show up on Easter or people who show up on Christmas, but it's still an acknowledgement of God, even if they're not there or during a year. And you make room for them because, again, at that moment, you don't know. And because going to church, it actually becomes like a lifestyle to most people. This is just what they do. This is how they live their lives. You know, they're just before. I know someone that is truly devout and, you know, the church saved them. You know, it saved them from themselves. They feel it saved them from the world kind of thing. And so they're devout. They find themselves in church every Sunday faithfully. I know people who, you know, don't feel right if they're not in church. You know, like, what do you do? And I used to think about, like, what do you do on Sunday morning? Like, how you not go to church? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you you just think like that because, again, it becomes your lifestyle, becomes a part of your life. And when you find yourself not there, you feel awkward or you feel bad or you feel ashamed. And then you have, you know, well... God ain't in the building or you the church, you know, you have all these different rationalizations and um, justifications as to 
why not be you know oh they just want money or you know they ain't right either or you know i have a good friend who she won't step in nobody church you know she think the women's a whores she think the the men are whoremongers you know what i'm saying and respectfully so but she doesn't know about redeeming or redemption or you know that thought where you know you were a former hoe or you was a former preacher uh not preacher a former um what it was a pimp like they say the best preachers are pimps former pimps uh, <laughs> and that's old school conversation but again it has been beneficial in my life being a part of the church and I enjoy the church and I get how, and I've been on both sides and I have excused myself from the church and I have stepped aside and I've done bedside Baptist. You know what I mean? I've visited different churches. I think I did say some of this before and you'll probably hear it again. You know, I've been to synagogues, you know, I've been to cathedrals. I, you know, I've been to various things of God, just experiencing him in a different way and seeing how other people experience God and how other people just decide to worship him. And through all of that, I come to my own onus and worshiping God and acknowledging him and wanting to know him better. You know, lately it's like, you know, I hear we'll be dealing with our flesh for the rest of our lives and to the end of our lives, as well as we'll be going to be dealing with our souls into for the rest of our lives to the end of our lives. And so I would think that you know, it would be important for us to to explore certain things, you know. And again, it's based on what information you want. You know, you want to be a doctor, you go to medical school. You want to be a lawyer, you go to law school. You want to study business, you go to business school. You know, you want to um, be better in relationships. You read a magazine or you, you know, you, you, you find the information that you're curious about or you're interested about. And it's sad that the church doesn't make you interested in knowing more about God. You know what I'm saying? And not understanding that, you know, scripture says that we have such a cloud of witnesses and, you know, if it offends your brother, whatever, that you ought not to do it. And, you know, we're not really ready or have not come to that place in our lives. And I know for me on certain things where I'm ultimately willing to make that whole sacrifice to draw somebody or to bring them to God. And I say, Lord, have mercy on me. You understand what I mean? Or then I know in the body, like you find people who do what you do, but still love God. <laughs> so then that's another justification. And you have no one giving anybody accountability and to say, you know, that's not okay. or That's not right. Or we need to do better. I was saying to somebody the other day that irrespective of whether or not we do it or don't do it or want to do it or haven't done it, whatever, there's still a standard of living. And it goes back to my earlier conversation. I know I was, you know, upset. It was in a hallelujah. It was in a bubble. I still remember. I put it in a bubble and blew it away. But remembering that, you know, there's standards to socialization. There's standards to commitments. There's standards to certain things that we say we hold dear or that we put before us. So there's rules and regulations to this. And so even with the church and even with knowing God, you know, we've watered it down so much. And that's why a lot of people don't want to be involved because you haven't drawn them to anything. You know, you got to a point where people weren't talking about certain things because it made people uncomfortable, but it's supposed to make us uncomfortable. My flesh supposed to be uncomfortable. 
You know, one of the blessings that I had or the greatest blessings I had was sitting under people who made me uncomfortable in things that I was doing, that made my spirit grieve, that I was grieving God's spirit, that I could be better, that I didn't have to be this way, that I could, you know, even having friends who question religious religiosity because, and it's like, I don't want to offend them or I don't want to turn them away because I'm not walking the way I supposed to walk or I'm being perceived as a hypocrite or whatever. Those things help me. They did. They helped me. And so because we watered it down for the sake of getting people and yet and still we haven't gathered souls and yet and still we haven't gathered disciples and we haven't gathered people who are aiming to be morally apt or who are desiring to know more about God, who's desiring to study the word of God, who's desiring to 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 pray even the earnest for them, for their families, for other people, for the church, for the state of mind. Like, you know, again, having a conversation with God, we want to have a conversation with everybody else. And we want to spend time with everybody else. And we want people to spend time with us. And we want people to welcome us. And we want all this stuff. But the one thing that, one person that created us and established us in, in Genesis, and if that's the one thing that we can all agree about, every, most predominant most of the predominant religions outside of cultic religions all stem from the beginning all stem from Abraham and so that is enough in my mind to make me want to explore and we're talking about the major religions and again hallelujah at the end of the day if we sit here and we act as if there's no end to any of this and there is no beginning to any of this and how do we function in the middle if we're not really willing to figure that out then we leave ourselves again open for any and everything you have nothing to to substantiate why you believe what you believe. You have nothing to substantiate why you say what you say. You have nothing to substantiate why you're not involved. And so again, it's just, it's just what? I don't know what that would be. So those are some of my thoughts I was thinking. But for people who know me on um, social media, every now and again, I um have to play this song because... I found this song about some years ago. It was a while ago. I found this song. But when I heard this song, it was just so appropriate. And I love this song. And so I want to share this song today. I haven't, again, um, this is to me, it's like a hybrid of thoughts and happenings in life. But I really would encourage you, you know, and I'm not encouraging you to go to church, but it's good. You know, it works for you. And most people, they antisocial. And then most people aren't receptive. And I get that. And so one praying, and that was the thing too, praying that one that you would give your life to Jesus if you haven't given your life to Jesus. Um, and that, you know, is making a confession that Jesus came on earth as human, fully human, fully divine, and that he lived you know, and walked the earth and that he died on the cross 
and shed his blood for our sins. And that on the third day he rose with all power in his hand. And now he advocates for us on the mercy seat with God. And the reason why, and I I think people have to understand that, the reason why Jesus is so crucial to the faith is because of the mere fact that Adam was fallen and he had fell. And in Genesis, again, Jesus talks, he kicks them out the garden and he talks about um, how there is going to be some level of redemption. And again, you go to study the Bible so you can understand. I heard somebody talking about a preacher and talking to them and I'm like, yeah, it's great to have a pastor because the the, the scripture says, or a preacher, it says, you know, how will you know unless you have a preacher and how you have a preacher unless he was sent kind of thing. That's that's the word of God. But it also is a studying and showing ourselves approved and knowing for ourselves because, again, you don't want a Jim Jones in your life. You don't want somebody who you... It sound good and it look good and you just taking it, but it's not lining up. But with the word of God says, you don't want that person in your life. And so again, if you know, then you, you know, when you know, and then you have a preacher that knows then it's just confirmation. But if you have a preacher who don't know and you know, then there's something wrong with that. And then you have to have that conversation or you have to make that choice or whatever. And you know, the lining up, but we still are responsible for knowing for ourselves because ultimately, and although, you know, and again, it's, it, it gets so deep as far as being in the church and having covering and all the other things, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the preacher is responsible for all of us, like the shepherd is responsible for the sheep, you understand what I'm saying? So he has more of a major responsibility in regards to what his job is. You have a responsibility to what your job is. And the fact of the matter is everybody, every single person will stand before the Lord. And this again is my belief that we will all stand before the Lord and have to give an account for what what was given to us. What were we stewards over? You know, and so I pray earnestly for preachers and pastors because of the mere fact I understand the heaviness of their their duties, you know, of what their responsibilities are. But I pray earnestly more for us because again, we're not gonna be exempt just because we sat in class and did not learn or we didn't go to class or we had the opportunity to go to class and we didn't show up or we had the opportunity to go to the library and didn't get the book, or we had the opportunity and information was forced and we ignored it, or we had the information and we didn't apply it. Like all of that stuff is 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 important and we're gonna have some level of responsibility and accountability for it. And that's why a lot of people side so much on mercy and grace because again, there's opportunities that we, we allow to pass us by. We don't go we don't study and then at the end of the day too you have people unfortunately that don't do the homework and don't do the studying and don't do the preparation in order to be able to teach and show forth what it is that you're supposed to be learning and what it is that you're supposed to be studying and pointing you towards that and so it's an and and both kind of thing to me and so um We'll talk more about this at another day, but I wanted to um, 
play this because I wanted to hear it. And so when I was sitting here thinking about wanting to play the song, I said, well, let me play it for my listeners. And again, thank you so much for listening. And it might be a commercial, so hold on a minute because this is YouTube. This is an app for a project management tool called Monday.com. This is what it looks like. And this is what it feels like. So the tool works like this. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Be blessed.
I need a moment. I need a moment. <laughs> but I think about this. I, I really do. And again, you know, I I heard somebody say one time, like, even if it's not a God or if it's not, you know, heaven or hell or whatever, how about we live like there's a heaven and hell? How about we treat each other like it's a heaven and hell? You know, again, I don't think it's bad to go to church, you know, and again, I'm not forcing my my thoughts or my feelings on anybody. I'm just sharing and, you know, as it would resonate in you or push you or, you know, as you would desire to do, you know, that's on you. That's your own faith and your own beliefs and I don't knock again I don't knock anybody and what they believe but again as my platform I do get to share that you know um and this is you know a part of my day so it went from people rude and then today after like I had did my podcast on rude people or whatever I went somewhere to deal with somebody and they was just so pleasant and they were so nice and they were so high and everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I done went from one world to another world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, oh my goodness. And that's, you know, that's life. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? And so I thank God today that, you know, I know all of anything is nothing. And we don't have a utopia, if you will. And if you look and see all the stuff that's currently happening in our nation and our societies and all of this stuff, we need something. Hallelujah. We need something that's going to bring some peace and some tranquility and make sense out of all of this. And again, the fact of the matter is even my, some of my friends, people I know, everybody know there's a God. Everybody knows, even some scriptures, I think it's a scripture that say that, you know, he would even place it on every man's heart where you, you know, no one had to teach him, teach him, them, us, you know. But we do have a responsibility to, to cultivate that which has already been given to us. And church helps that. What I pray, in addition to that we be ready, is that we find a place, if we do decide to go, and we do decide to fellowship, and we do decide to worship, that we find a place that's truly about God, and truly about people, and truly about, you know, getting delivered, and, you know, when the people come in with the foolishness, that is quickly, 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 because the foolishness is going to come. But that is quickly, quickly eradicated. It's quickly, quickly dealt with. You know what I mean? Like, nah, not here, player. We're not doing that here. You know, because again, you have people and we, people matter. I don't care about their race or whatever. Even in my serving children, you know, we have a vast different dynamic than where, a demographic, sorry, than where um, I grew up and it doesn't matter. They're all children. And the fact of the matter is they're here. And they need to learn how to read and write. And they need to know how to articulate themselves. And they need to know how to be good citizens. And they need, you know, that's 
the bottom line. That's the goal for every child. You know, so even in the church, we need to know about Jesus or we need to know about morality or we need to know about love or we need to know about getting free and we need to know about being aware. The church historically has always been a core foundation of a community and a society. And for some reason, we've lost it. And, you know, how do you get that back? And I guess that's a conversation for another day. And the fact of the matter is, does the church even want that onus? You understand what I'm saying? But whether they want it or not, they have it. They inherited it. And so I would, you know, pray that we would, you know, one, be able to allow people to make that transition and change in God and be go through the sanctification process of being better, you know, of getting it right. And then that people who have, you know, ostracized the church and who have labeled the church out of church hurt or just because somebody did a Jim Jones on them or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we have to apologize for that if we even are a part of the church. You know, I know that there was Christianity, um, that people who became Christians apologized for the Crusades because, again, they use Christianity. You know, a lot of people won't even form themselves to Christianity because it was a tool in slavery. And... So again, but it goes again to studying personally, to researching personally. And even like I tell my children and I tell people now, and again, it's if you're interested in it, right? But there is nothing now with information age being what it is that we can't find out. And as a scholar, you know, you're able to determine, again, it goes to teaching, you're able to determine what is valid and what is not valid as far as literature is concerned, as far as information is concerned. The whole big question even about the Bible. There's so much information to authenticate the Bible being the word of God. So again, you know, it's some people who just don't want to know or who have already made up their decisions and made up their minds not to know. And again, that's your choice. But for those who are still, you know, contemplating or not particularly sure or, you know, accepting this part but not that part and, or you know, that, you know, for me is all of anything, you know, is in, in, in regards to, is all of everything in regards to Genesis to Revelations. You know, you have people who is, there's a contradiction. There's contradictions in the Bible, but not so. But again, it goes to studying. I was fortunate to go to um, seminary and be in, which is considered like theology school, the study of God. And so I was fortunate to get that opportunity, and and I take it as fortunate to be, get. I, I take it as fortunate because you have a lot of people in churches who don't know basic religion stuff as far as why religion or what about Jesus and stuff, but they're just there again, drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, and innocent enough, you know what I'm saying? Like they're innocent, but again, you're still going to be held accountable because although ignorance is bliss, it's costly, you know? So those are my thoughts on tonight. Good day, good day, good day. And imagine my face. (laughs) 
imagine my face. So it's out there and have a um, great evening. And these things, sometimes I don't know how lengthy it's going to be, but bear with me. Thank you for listening. All right. Later.